0: expressed on the following program of those of its hosts and participants and no way reflect those of the staff or management of WNRI. Authors, Ow- authors Hour. Get the story behind the story. It's all on the Authors Hour. You'll get to hear the authors talking about their books and the journey behind how it all began. Join the opportunity to hear the insights on what inspired them to write it. Now, here is your host, Wayne G. Barber. Good morning, America. Tuesday morning, 9.05. That means another edition of the award-winning Authors Hour radio program on Smoker 99.9 FM, WNRI. like to welcome our listeners on Alexa, Apple, TuneIn Radio. Numbers are going through the roof. Uh, Streamer and Simple Radio, which are also very free apps right on your phone or your electronic apparatus. And also a proud member of the Association of Rhode Island Authors. We just had a dual monthly meeting last Thursday and uh, quite a work in progress. Took us about three minutes, but we went back to the church location for our regular monthly meeting after quite a long absence with the virus and everything. And we also refuse to give up the Zoom option of it and, uh, we had that live, too, and then we had to try to figure out how to manage it together with the crowd that was in the church and over the airways as far away as ways California, Arizona, and Europe. And a couple of other people opened up their laptops, uh, plugged into the Zoom meeting, and then turned them around to the audience, cranked the speakers up. And we did it like in monotone, I guess that would be the term, or dual broadcasting, and it went off without a hitch. And also, five minutes after the meeting, the meeting is posted online, so it keeps everybody informed. But it amazes me in my age, just just starting with the computers in the early 80s, to where it's come today association of rhode island authors anyone can join the association of rhode island association of authors but you'll find that a published author and an aspiring author with a complete manuscript will benefit most from a membership in addition your membership fee helps support all rhode island's most talented writers benefits of being an ara membership include networking with dozen of local published authors at our monthly meetings that are are always held on the second Thursday of the month. Presentations from industry pros on a wide array of published topics, exclusive invitations to speak and conduct your presentations at libraries and other venues, advance notice of any expos, festivals, and any other event where books are sold, a reduced table fee at the Rhode Island Authors Expo, a website link in IRA's members directory, and so much more. Check us out at www www.riauthors.org. I did. We'll be talking about the monthly meeting and so much longer in the second half of the show, but I can smell that coffee brewing from Massachusetts. We're talking about Book Lovers Gourmet, your local independent bookstore owned and operated by Miss Debrie Horan since 1995, located right up there at 72 East Main Street, Webster, Mass. Official hours are 10 o'clock on, but she's also unloading all that fresh pastry from Phyllis Bakery and new arrivals of books, uh, children's books, puzzles, you name it. She has a whole children's section and very receptive to local authors and local poets to get your material on her shelf and to do a presentation, and that is Book Lovers Gourmet, 508-949-6232, conveniently located at 72 East Main Street in Webster, Massachusetts. Our free parking right at the door and 1,500 square feet of books stocked to the brim at Book Lovers Gourmet. Folks, if you or someone you know is celebrating a birthday and you want Wayne to announce it on his program, just send him an email. His address is W N R I at yahoo.com. Help make that special someone feel like celebrating with a birthday shout-out on WNRI. Thank you, Johnny. And a big happy birthday today, Carissa Fox. Uh, also 32 today, Keith Martin. And a friend of the family, it's uh, America's NEMA racing family. Elizabeth Zint, John Zint's wife, turns a young 40 today, along with Charlene Craig and uh, from her hobby uh, David, and uh, a listener every week on Tune In Radio down south. I guess you would call them a snowbird. Authorshourbookstore.com. New and slightly read books. If you heard our author interview on our authors hour every Tuesday at 9 a.m., we will stock it. Call Wayne WNRI at yahoo.com for any locator service or a close out book. Again, it's the new Authors Hour Bookstore.com. On the line right now we have our very first author of the day. And a very interesting book with a fantastic cover, Old Earth, Melchior Encounter, by author A.K. Fraley, F-R-A-I-L-E-Y, with a very, very interesting cover. She is an author of historical sci-fi and science fiction series, short story collections inspirational nonfiction books, also a children's book to the inventory, and a poetry collection. Boy, she's the whole deal here. Has been writing for over 10 years and now has a total of 16 published books. Her novels expand from the old earth world to the new earth universe, where deception rules, but truth prevails. Her nonfiction work focuses on, on the intersection of motherhood, Widowhood, practicing gratitude, and rediscovering joy. Very interesting lady. And you know what the thing I caught on it that I can't get out of my mind? She self-taught, alone, eight children at home. How did you ever pull that off?
1: Well... I was a teacher for a lot of years in public and private schools, so I, I knew the routine pretty well, and I was very motivated. Um, my husband was an educator at a prison, and so we both knew, we both lived in the big city, but after we got married, we moved out to the country, and we were blessed with these eight kids. Um, unfortunately, John got sick with leukemia, and it was a four-year battle that he wasn't able to win. So. Um, I carried on. I carried on in his spirit. As a matter of fact, that's where our children's book, Pally Ho, uh, The Adventures of Pally Ho, come from. It's based on our life together, raising our kids in the country with all of the wholesome joy of natural living, you know, raising chicks and puppies and kittens and living out in nature. So that's where that comes from. But I had started writing. He always encouraged me. So... The education was just kind of a seamless continuation of our life together and our belief in living life fully and joyfully with all of the new stuff that's coming in, including, as you mentioned uh, earlier, the electronics and the computers and the stuff that just amazes me today.
0: It's amazing. You know, I'm thinking now uh, homeschooling eight children, the work ethic that you must have instilled in your family has got to be very fruitful right now for you. Uh, Some of them must be doing outstanding work.
1: They are. They are. My eldest son, he got his degree in computer animation, but he has been kind of doing that more on the side, and he actually uh, works for a hotel, and he really enjoys that. Um, and my eldest daughter, she is a, uh, she got a scholar. they all got scholarships at some point. Uh, she got a scholarship as a scientist working for Washington University in St. Louis. And then uh, my other son, he is just finishing his master's in uh, social work and mental health. And then my fourth daughter, she is Air Force Reserves and she's finishing her clinical nursing degree Um, And then I've got another one who's in social work in college, doing very, very well. Got a woman's scholarship for that. And my uh, number six child is just starting college. So she'll be starting in the fall. She's just taking online classes right now. Um, And then I've got the last two are finishing up their homeschooling with me and kind of preparing themselves for you know what do they want to do and how do they want to figure that journey out but yeah their their education has been very much something they have to own in order to succeed
0: you must be dreading the day when you are a total letinessa
1: <laughs> well i don't know if that's going to happen anytime too soon uh they are we live in a small town actually outside in the country in a small town so some of the kids have opted we've the one in uh, air force she uh, had a Amish building. They had make these little Amish houses, and she had that pulled onto the property and in her own little place so that she can come home and be with us but have her own little space. Yep. Um, a couple of others have done something similar. So we have four acres, but it's, I joke around. It's kind of a fraley estate now because they can come home and have their independence, and yet we still can celebrate uh, holidays and birthdays and have meals together and enjoy each other's company so now, it works kind of the best for both worlds
0: i'm picking up on the accent would it be midwest right around ohio milwaukee in that area
1: i grew up in milwaukee but you know it's funny my mom is a boston was a bostonian yeah. and uh her family i always had that I dear, and I, I said things according to what I was taught as a child by my correct speaking mom, and people picked up a Bostonian accent for a long time, and now it's more, I'm in the middle of uh, Illinois, we're in... Yep central illinois
0: area but people do pick up the walkie accent yes yep it's amazing what a life story uh just your family story that should be a book in itself never mind the sci-fi and the non-fiction and fiction and poetry and uh uh let me see i've got to ask being so diverse, you know, jumping around from poetry to children's to everything you've done, you must be a mm-hmm. member of a writing group?
1: Well, I have. I do. Uh, I am connected to the Catholic Writers Guild, and I sometimes uh, submit stuff for them. And then the people that I've met there, uh, Ellen Hercash Gable and Teresa Linden and some of the other people, they have been my best critics editors proofreaders uh so yeah i do and then i've met other book designers uh cover designers through writing groups that have really helped me hone my craft because i've had to rewrite my work many times it's not a a one-time deal it's a it's something you're always working on
0: i enjoy how you explore humanity's search for a creator and the meaning of existence can you elaborate on how your thinking goes in to preparing that part of the book?
1: Well, it's basically the core of all of my writing. The, the fiction work starts with Aram, and Aram is set in the land of Ur, back before the time of Abraham. And it's basically an exploration or a, a saga, a family saga journey of uh, a man's wondering, because this is a time of many gods, of Somebody had to come up with the willingness to say, okay, there is a one God and I have a relationship with him. And Aram is the person in my story who goes through that transformation. His experience of what is death and where did his his parents go when they died and, and what is evil and how do I deal with evil. And so Aram is that character who is struggling to understand himself. He's becoming... ...really self-aware of himself and his relationship with his creator. So, Aram, and then the next book, Ishtar, and then Neb, who is really a a character who chose selfishness. He chose uh, egoism. He chose uh, harsh rule and slavery as his power throne um, to make himself God. And so, each character responds to to their call by the God who made them differently... So those journeys, but they're all related. They're all part of the family, same family tree. And as a matter of fact, then when you get into the next older story, uh, Georgios, that takes uh, place in the first century. And he makes friendship with people from the Celtic Islands, from a Jewish boy who has, uh, who has been part of, uh, his family's been nearly destroyed. And so, He, again, is searching for, who am I now in relationship to God in the first century? And then Melchior, the one that I have just brought out, he's in the fifth century.
0: I also also Mm -hmm. like how you uh, portrayed how to show the conflict uh, between humanity's need for God and the head of all households Mm -hmm. and stuff to be God. You know, we uh-huh. all as parents and grandparents act like God a lot of times. Uh-huh. We, self-consciously, uh-huh. we don't even realize it, but we have that uh-huh. as our first person how to look at things. How would God look at this? And I think you conveyed that in the book really, really well. Oh, thank you, thank you. Well, that is
1: the struggle. I mean, and it was my struggle too as a as a daughter of. My parents, you know, growing up in a vastly different world than the one they grew up in, and then they slipped in, each of them, to dementia at different stages, and you become almost the parent to your parent, and then you're raising your own kids and trying to walk with them through a journey that I've never could even have imagined with computers and technology and worldwide connections and you, like you said, you're the person they look to for the answers. What? And I remember them clearly saying, but mom, who's the good guy? Who's yep. the bad guy? About exactly. everything. Yep. And trying to help them see that, you know, we as human beings are fractured, but God is not. And there, it is not look to me, but look to God. Because if you look to me, you can only see the splintered fragments. But if you look to God, you'll find the whole. And so that's the journey these characters go on. It's not a perfect one because my journey's not perfect. Um, that's what my road stories, the nonfiction, are really my reflections as I've gone through this journey step by step, um, because it's not a perfect journey of a human being.
0: And it's not necessarily a Catholic God. It's a God in any nope. religion. On how your personal beliefs Absolutely. are.
1: Right, right. Oh, I mean, it would only be Catholic in the sense of a capital uh, Catholic universal. That's why I like the science fiction, because the characters are coming from all over, and they don't even have the same understanding of the word God. They don't understand. They're coming from such diverse uh, perspectives, and In fact, none of us have a perfect vision of God, no matter what our religion may be. It's all, we're informed by each other's splintered fragments of that vision, of that truth that we are searching to
0: understand. I got an email from Geraldine from Worcester, Massachusetts. And the question is, could you please give me your golden rules of how did you manage to get time to write? Raising eight children at home. Did you stay up all night?
1: (laughs) Um, It's priorities. That's the key. I always put my children first. But at the same time, they knew that I had limits and that I expected things from them. And so in order for this to work, I give them time to do things that they really love And I wanted that back from them. And they did. They understood that I really loved writing. So I pushed dinner time up to 5 o'clock early on. And I said, we'll get dinner. I do meals. But in the evening, give me a couple of hours. And they did. They respected that. And they actually, some of them became writers. Uh, They did very well in their own writing classes. Um, Or they had their own passion, painting. And I would supply their needs so that they could pursue their passion. But I expected them to allow me time to follow my passion. And then we, we shared it. We shared each other's passions. So that, I think, was the big thing. That it wasn't I was taking away, but that they were respecting that I had a passion and something I love to do. And I did the same for them.
0: It sounds like it's Walton's Mountain uh, 20 years <laughs> in advance
1: it's a it, it respect is everything i think that's the key respect and allowing each other to have um what they're really really interested in and to pursue it and to give them the tools to do it and helping each other with encouragement and paint brushes if that's what they need um sometimes the kids wanted to try sculpture or they wanted to try you know gardening you know we have a big garden uh we raise chicks um, allowing each other to, to flourish and to give each other what you need to flourish. It, is enthu- it builds enthusiasm in the family.
0: I got an email here from Frenchie from Albans, Maine, and says, why doesn't this author write a book on parenting?
1: Read the My Road books. My Road Goes Ever On. I have two of them. One is called My Road Goes Ever On, A Spiritual Being, A Human Journey. And the other is My Road Goes Ever On, A Timeless Journey. And they are the blog posts that I have written through the years exactly about raising kids, uh, keeping, holding a house together that and things break down and you fix them five times and you have to realize that you've, you've got to get a good carpenter to do the job, those are my walk through this journey with anybody who cares to watch or listen, or, and I just got a, uh, it's just been translated into Portuguese, wow. the first one, and the translator wrote me on the side and said that this, that reading, and she's a young lady from Portugal, and she wrote and said, I'm in love with your writing, You made me laugh. You made me cry. I feel understood. Because she, you know, everybody needs to be, understand that this is a messy thing we're going through. And it's okay. It is okay that it's messy. As long as you get up every day and just plead with God to give you the strength to take the next step. And to try, forgive yourself when you fail. Forgive others when they fail. And just take the next step.
0: Do you have a uh, website where your listeners can buy your uh, books? You're up to, uh, what, 16 books now, 15 books?
1: 16 now, yes. I just finished another one. There'll be 17 in another couple of months, I think. akfraley.com. Just A-K and then F-R-A-I-L-E-Y. And dot com
0: dot yeah. com and you was self publishing on uh, Amazon ADP and stuff like that yes yeah.
1: yes Amazon had, carries all my books and yes I did do self publishing um, in fact it ended up being the best thing I ever did because I was freed of constraints and I could learn at my own pace and I was forced to learn everything yeah. from The editing dynamics to to the proofreading, it was was really very good to self-publish.
0: Now, before the virus, was you able, raising eight kids and writing 15 books, to get out there and do any book signings or talking in schools or libraries?
1: I, you know, originally when I first started uh, with my first few books, I did get out and do some book signings. Um, I did some radio shows in St. Louis and that was very productive but my core um, where I get fed and where I get the strength to do what I do is from my home base so I pulled back and I, I realized I needed to be here and I needed to take care of my home first so I basically Didn't do as much of the talking and signing. And when this opportunity came up to do, again, maybe because of COVID, it was a God thing that I was able to do radio interviews on the phone. I was, oh, this will work because I physically need to be here to help manage things and to be present to anybody who needs whatever's going on.
0: Well, the good side effect of the virus is the Zoom uh, Zoom, uh, virtual meetings for businesses, organizations, authors especially. And uh, it seems to be something that I don't think it's going to go away. I think uh, a certain part of the population that's computer literate uh, get on Mm -hmm. that. And, uh, you know, I debated last Thursday. Should I go down the meeting where i can just tune in you know sit down with my cup of uh, cranberry juice and everybody thinks it's red wine and, and be in my pajamas <laughs> and make sure they don't say what uh, my lower part of my body but you know i stopped <laughs> and save a little bit of gas too but i think that's mm-hmm. going to be a part of selling books and marketing books from here on in i don't see it going away another instance is uh one of my sponsors uh association that's uh Ocean State uh, Saltwater Fishing Association, and uh, they have 7,500 members. And the Zoom meetings were averaging 400 and 500 people, and they went back to their regular meeting, and there was only 22 people that showed up, but yet there was over 500 on the Zoom. So, you know, people do adjust. It works both
1: ways. Yeah, it works both ways. I, I do appreciate the electronic connection. But I've also, I think it's just maybe perhaps for me, but I am so nurtured here at home. And, you know, we have our little space. But I invite people here. So neighbors and friends and family, I invite them over for tea. I invite people over for conversation. People have been going through a lot of stuff. There have been people going through many crises during the last two years. And it's not all just COVID. There's just a ton of things happening to people that are very challenging. And I think that face-to-face, the personal connection um, can't be underestimated. For me, that means people coming here, having a cup of tea with me, uh, sitting on the porch, taking a stroll in the the woods or whatever in the area. We can be together one-on-one. And I think that is very strengthening but on the other hand the gift of the internet the gift of zoom meetings and phone calls is that i've been able to reach people in portugal or in in uh, all across the world i've never expected to have the kind of leadership that i have all over the world now
0: have you had a chance in your lifetime in your busy busy schedule to do any visiting up here in new england
1: you know, I haven't, except when I was a kid, when we went to visit my mom's family, we were up in the Boston, Boston area, um, but I don't get out that much, especially far away, uh, that would be a bit of a jaunt, uh, you know, I, I've seen my dad, he just passed away, he was in Kansas, and my brother, he passed away, he was up in Milwaukee, so for things like that, I ended up traveling, but not much else.
0: Well, you've got to take but a chance. Get up here in New England, and see the historical places we have, and enjoy the diversity of the different foods we have here, also. That would be a real treat for what you've accomplished that would in your be. life. And your life is, on, oh, that is would such be. a full journey that I would you've love had. To do it. Uh, not to give it away, but this particular book I have in my hand is Old Worth Encounter. And uh, the cover just caught my eye with the gray hair of the person on the bottom. And the shadow of the person in the back with the mountains and stuff like that. Without giving it away, uh, a short synopsis on the book, who, who are you trying to reach with this book here? Would it be uh, teen and adult, maybe 15 and up?
1: Well, yeah, it could be. I mean, it's interesting that I've had readers from all over age groups who have really enjoyed it, um, and I think people who like family sagas—a lot of that usually women—but then I've had men who have really enjoyed the mystery part of it and the historical side of it. Um, they've even Kirkus gave it a, you know, some of a thumbs up on the sense that I joined the the science fiction with the historical fiction and they they were compatible so it's a case you know what readers are looking for a lot of people don't realize it but you can take a science fiction story and bring in uh, such a strong reflection on humanity that it becomes our spiritual journey as human beings in the wider universe that the aliens aren't that alien in fact any created being is going to is going to teach us about ourselves and I think that's what Melchior does is it is part murder mystery it's a part family drama and it's um it's a completion of the older theories, leading into Last of Her Kind, which is a modern day uh, family saga, but it's continuing the family lineage. So I've, I've, it's hard for me to pin it down to know exactly which readers. I've had young readers in their uh, 13, 14, who loved Aram, the early Aram and Ishar and Nebs, but I've had responses from readers of all ages.
0: I noticed, too, one of your uh, portfolio here of the 16 pieces, one that just caught my eye, is it might have been another short stories. Uh, Short stories right now, uh, along with a couple of other categories, are really taking off along with poetry and stuff. The short stories, how is that doing for you uh, nationwide in sales compared to your uh, other books?
1: Well, I think it's just coming out that people are realizing that I do short stories. Um, I'm trying to put those, post them. I put, put them on my blog every Friday. I either have a poem, a short story, or a reflection, my road my reflection. And just now, some really positive reviews have been coming in because, to be honest, I think my best writing is my short stories. I mean, I really connect with the short stories. So if you look on com and you look on my blog posts, you will see my most current short stories. And that is, I think, where I am able to pack in the human drama yep. the best. It yep. just really feels strong for me, the, the craft feels real tight and complete in a short story setting so yeah those are those are just picking up now i'm just beginning to get It might have been, and One Day at a Time are both short story collections.
0: I would highly recommend pushing that short story part. And uh, I'm noticing now the trend in that, along with poetry, with the renaissance of poetry around the country, uh, especially with young people, and uh, about Mm. nature items in poetry is exploding now. Mm -hmm. And there's recital. Every time I... I look on my email. there's another recital somewhere with 15, 20 mm-hmm. poets, and most of them are young people. So it's, it's right. hit a nerve with us the way society is right now, and everything is so unsettled worldwide, I, I, mm-hmm. you know with everything that's crashing down on people, I think they're escaping mm-hmm. to poetry and short stories. And also, a lot of people, short stories is the book. They've got on the nightstand, right? I right, really think right. they do and now, it,
1: right? And I think the the beauty of poetry for me is that it allows me to uh, reflect some of the more poignant, painful realities that we struggle with—betrayal and misunderstanding—and and these big God questions that we can't understand the tragedy of. Things like what's going on in the Ukraine that we can't grasp, but we feel the pain anyway, and how to deal with that, and how to to um, live through that. And I poetry addresses that. And I have been reading. My kids gave me for my birthday a whole compilation of different uh, poets. Law, you know, um, Walt Woods Wordsworth, Wordsworth, and uh, just a ton of great writers who were able to reflect the human genius. And the human suffering in in their poetry. So, yeah, that's and what's nice for me is that I can use characters from my stories, and the poems can sometimes reflect what they're going through.
0: Exactly. Which gives right. me a bigger depth. And you write what you know. Uh, Old Earth right. encounter Menquire, and it's A.K. Mm-hmm. Fraley f-r-a-i-l-e-y with her own website that way she retains most of the profits and she'll gladly send you an autograph book too and if you're in the Midwest part of the country, stop up, sit on a porch, and have a cup of uh, Ohio tea. In the middle part of the country over there, and the Amish country is pretty big out there too, and potato country, and so many other things. I think you get a place called the Iowa, uh, Ohio Buckeyes too. And you know, we're going <laughs> to conclude this part of the show. but We could have went two or three hours because I got a feeling I'm going to be ordering some of the other fifteen, sixteen you have out there to. Expand my knowledge of A.K. Fraley, And as soon as you get off the ES, stay on, because after this, it'll be on a podcast of anchor.fm slash Wayne-Bobber. And you can use that on your website, too. And I am going to dedicate a song to you as soon as we conclude this interview.
1: Thank you.
0: I think you're really going to enjoy it. Do you like country music? Do you like country music? I do. Oh, you're going to love this one. AK, this song is for you, and tomorrow, have the best day of your life. You too. God bless. Bye-bye. T. Saw her in person Worcester, one of the best concerts I ever saw in my life. Transportation and limousine services provided by CJ Trans of Fairbanks and today's hairstyles by Worcester Hair Company. And also Little General Stores. By God, there's one in your neighborhood. Open eight days a week. Money orders, gift cards, and the specials which expire on 424. Chicken drumsticks, 99 cents a pound. Honey ham, just like I had for Easter. Uh, Bill made it, Bill Blivet. Boy, did it come out good. Five ninety nine a pound. And Polish veal loaf. Now change it up a little bit with your uh, processed meats on that with some nice American cheese. five ninety nine a pound. And you've always got room for a fresh English muffin at $1.99 for a six-pack at little general stores. There's one in your neighborhood. Now I'm going to play headhunter. If you are an experienced server, cereals, Pizza, Rimmer and Restaurant, with a 52-year track record of serving people in northern Rhode Island and throughout the state are looking for maybe one or two more because they've expanded their breakfast hours now. As the virus dissipates, more and more hours. Tuesday through Friday, 7 to 11, this is for the breakfast part of the operation. You know, they do the lunch and the supper, especially a Sunday dinner special. Saturday breakfast is 7.30 to 1 and Sunday 8 to 1. And you've got to try the Italian toast and let them know that Wayne told you to try it. If you do, I'll give you 50 cents off the next time I see you. Cereal's Pizza Rammer and Restaurant. Oh my god, it's Tuesday, and you know what that means. A large ch- uh, cheese pizza. That's a full si- uh, 15 slices, rectangle shape, nice cornmeal crust. Only $7. Thursday, um, Yorkie special. Get the Abbey and those sausage subs up there on Yorkie Way. You can get one right in Pasco. A large meatball, Italian grinder, or a sausage sub right there every Thursday. And they're all New England. I dare anybody to match this better deal at com Sunday dinner for two, only 2399, and no strings attached. That includes soda or coffee, including decaf and a homemade dessert. Your choice of six to 10 scrumptious entrees, including seafood, Italian, poultry or beef. And they change it up all the time, so you're not bored with the same menu. Now, if you want to watch the basketball games or the hockey games as they progress right now, or Masterpiece Theater, you taped it the other night on your DVD, 401-568-7187, and you can get a delivery right to your door. They haven't lost an order yet. Cereal's pizzeria Restaurant, right up there at the Bridgeton Triangle, and beautiful Pasco, Rhode Island. That's also alias Church Street for your GPS coordinates. Or if you're talking to Bluetooth with this high-tech energy world we live in. You know what's happening, though? No, I don't care if it's Ohio with our guests today or L.A. or Arizona or whatever. Houses are flipping so fast. And in my case, when I went from eight rooms down to four, boy, did I use the dumpsters. I filled three of them. And I wish Falcon Properties would have been around then. But they started up Falcon Properties Preservation Group, and that's Timothy Falcon. And it's, they specialize in estate cleanouts. Junk in your yard, in your shed, they'll remove that too. Moving all types of cleanouts, real estate cleanout specialists. They get the job done quickly. And they'll save you some money because the difference between them is they use tilt body dump trucks. So you save that one transportation, dropping it off, coming back to pick it, coordinate the whole thing. It's all in one. It's a tilt body dump truck. What a brilliant idea. Falcon Properties, and that's 401-205-5786. And he responds to his calls. Uh, highlights of the Aria meeting we had last Thursday. Uh, we have all also right now. It's open for our nomination election of officers too, and a reminder for Aria dues and renewals. Uh, we just went over the three hundred mark again. That'll swell up to about three seventy, three ninety as we get closer and closer to the expos. Uh, we will be spying authors over our weekly uh, deals every Saturday morning at the Citroet Farmers Market. And uh, Deb says that's already filled out, but she's taking names for backup authors. We'll be down at the Bristol Art Festival on May 14th and Barrington Art Festival on June 4th. Um, That's East Bay Authors First on that. And uh, next meeting is going to be May 12th. And uh, it looks like everything is go, go, go there. Comic-Cons, we're going to have eight tables down in Providence with 14 authors already signed up. Uh, The anthology with Martha is uh, progressing right along. The cutoff time for the anthology, uh, 5,000-word limit, is April 30th. So don't procrastinate on that. Get it over to the judges and see if it's good to make the cut. Let's see what else we've got to talk about here right now. As you know, I got the Authors Hour Bookstore. and I'm always looking uh, at book sales, and I go around and... uh, I have quite a collection, and I do very, very well on the internets, and uh, I'm getting into appraising work now and stuff like that, and I'm getting a tremendous amount of emails, and uh, are you frustrated by book terms? You know, you're on Marketplace, you're on Etsy, uh, eBay, there's so many options, never mind just Amazon, Amazon right now is my fourth or fifth place to look for books. But uh, bindings, um, it's a telltale sign. Is it the original binding or has it been rebinded? You know, one of the things you got to look for right off the bat for the value of the book, uh, the browning, an overall discoloration found on the paper of some of the old books. Sometimes the decomposition and paper coating. Uh, you got to watch out for mold. Uh, mold is a big problem with the old books, and you can bring it back home and... Contaminate your rest of your collection. Uh be careful when somebody advertises first edition. There are rule of thumbs on that to really identify that on the publisher's page. All that information should be clearly there. And not, oh, that's the page that's missing and stuff like that. Uh reinforced dust jackets, uh slipcases, uh, so many things on that. Uh the is the jacket with it or not? If it's the original jacket on it, and it's in pristine condition, it's worth a heck of a lot more than one that doesn't have it. Uh, there's so many checklists that have come up. As a matter of fact, I think I may b- b- write a book on this, because uh, the emails just keep coming. You know, you've got to be sure on the first edition, and you've got to sure, too, on the copyright on it. And then invest in... Uh, collectible books on collector's books that are out there on the market uh, to come up with a lot of these tips. Um, I joined classes on appraisals on books and I've got so much knowledge out of it. Just telltale, little things, science. I look right off the bat and I can tell whether it's a fake or not. And uh, don't be misled on what you see for an advertised selling price and stuff like that. You've got to get the final sale. What did it actually sell for? Not what the person was asking for, or how did it go, or were they playing games, having other people build up the bid? There's a lot of games going out there. So join a rare Hub, or any of your other groups out there that have the results of all the auctions and stuff around the country. And that gives you the true value of actually what the thing brought, not what they're asking for. Those are two different prices, and it's very misleading on collectibles, especially books. And your version of impeccable condition may be a whole lot different from the person on the side of you that says, I only consider that a fine. Did you see page four? You know, they might have caught something that you didn't. Or some pencil marks that are really deep into the book in the middle. Or maybe there's two pages missing in the middle of the book as the (laughs) binding separates. you got to be very, very careful what you buy because it's awful hard to replace that piece. But the other thing, too, uh, right now is uh, a lot of people with the tax deadline. uh, Mass was extended a day because of the marathon and stuff and the holiday of mass. But... You may be looking at your bottom line as a small business and saying, you know, my like Christmas isn't what it used to be. And think about it right now. Sit down with the fine folks at American Beauty Sign Works. Come up with a new five-year business plan on your signage. Uh, the latest are uh, digitals, uh, vehicle wraps, uh, truck. Um, how about the truck on the rear window of your cab or the rear window of the cab that's on it? Do that silent advertising while you're using it as your personal vehicle. I, on my Buick LeSabre, I put the magnetic signs on the doors when I'm going around to my customers. When I use it for my personal use, I just take it right off. He's got a good quality one that doesn't scratch the surface and it don't blow off at 65 miles an hour. You get what you pay for. But the most important thing with Oscar... His son and Desiree with three E's is their local. The tri-state region, you know, the cranes are in the sky up in Worcester and Thompson and Webster all around us. I wonder what's happening in Rhode Island. But they're willing to travel. And just take my word for it. Really look at the next sign on the newest business that are opening up. Signs by American Beauty Sign Works. You're doing business with a Vietnam vet. You know, don't be a missing line done. He's not a Marine vet. He's a Navy guy. But it still counts. And he'll talk about war stories if you want to do that, too. But Desiree is the key with three E's. What a graphic designer. And now she's got her own cubicle, 60-inch screen. Look at the portfolio she has. If you don't get some ideas out of that, you're not in advertising because they know what works at American Beauty Signworks, 401-767-2922. Oh, I got an email from Oscar the other day, too, and he says, Wayne, he says, extend the American Beauty Signworks uh, free promotion for the month of April. Mention of the ad on WNRI, and you'll get an absolute free handshake. We've been going to the races. New Hampshire was a buzz this weekend. Thompson Speedway got the icebreaker in. Seacock's going to be starting up the first week of May. And every event I go to, is the same thing I see every single time. Somebody's kicking the tires or slamming the hood or the roof of the vehicle. And you know what I'm going to say. The keys and the key fob are locked in the car. I was at my PT last week in Putnam. I have a twisted... uh, of a back and they're trying to get it back in shape and all that pelvis they call twisted pelvis with three pulled muscles and the pt person says excuse me the phone goes off and one of her teenagers was locked out well if that's the case who are you gonna call you're gonna call ghost you're gonna call an ex-wife and be reminded of that alimony no nope, you should be calling and i gave you enough time Larry's 24-hour toll-in Motor Sales and to schedule a Rhode Island vehicle inspection now that is Carrie's a version of multitasking 401-568-6286 one-stop shopping Used auto and truck sales now. And again, reminder of the vehicle state inspections. It's Peter, John, uh, let me see here, Brian, uh, Carrie, what a crew up there. Expert body work and insurance estimates. They work with all companies right there on South Main Street, Pasco. 401-568-6286. Download that now. You never know when you're going to need it. We're not done winter yet either. you got the... Uh, uh, black ice and a few other things. The trailers are full. You'll see them at Stafford very, very shortly. And you'll see them at uh, New London Waterford and all major racing events around New England. And also, you can order a race car or a race truck right out of the He Shed right in Harris, Rhode Island. I'm not. Pronouncing it wrong, it's not a she-shed, it's a he-shed in Harrisville, Rhode Island. Northeast Race Cars and Speed, also the home of Hopkin Brothers Auto Repair. Local Cox number is 401-710-9992. Or if you're calling from New Smyrna, Florida or Wisconsin, Maine, to get you in Victory Lane with the right pots, it's 1-800-766-4748. Now get those parts out to you by 11 o'clock every day race car parts supplier and custom fabrication chassis setup and simpson msd ignition willwood so much more and also the best brake job in northern rhode island herbie guarantees it by calling hopkin brothers Auto repair at 401-710-9992 to thank our customers today, our sponsors of this show, of Fine Broadcasting, Book Lovers Gourmet, Cereo's Pizza with the Help Wanted as your server, or maybe even uh, taking orders on the pizza with customer service skills. He'll train you the right way. Green Dragon Comics, American Beauty, Harvest Moon Health Foods, our Falcon, Moving Services with the till Bodies, Authors Our Bookstore, mention the ad today, I'll give you another 10% off, North East Speed and Hopkins Brothers on Repair, Local jobs and local taxpayers right at the Harrisville Bowling Lanes. Now I'm showing my age across from the new Totie's Cafe, Borrowable Motors and uh, Aria. What a great group growing and growing. And we'd like to thank our guest today, A.K. Freely old earth encounter what a book amongst 15 others at wayne WNRI, and for tuning in to the author's hour remember to shop locally and to read a book and tomorrow please have the best day of your life your host wayne g Barber.